on page 4 of the Book of Common Prayer. Page 4. Please kneel in the bedroom. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, 
out all thy ways. For lo, there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, knowest it altogether. Thou hast fashioned me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful and excellent for me. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go then from thy spirit? Or whither shall I go then from thy presence? If I climb up into heaven, thou art there. If I go down to hell, thou art there also. If I take the wings of the morning, and remain in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there also shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, peradventure, the darkness shall cover me, then shall my light be turned to day. Yea, the darkness is no darkness with thee, but the night is as clear as the day. The darkness and light to thee are both alike. For my rings are thine, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks unto thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My bones are not hid from thee, though I be made secretly and fashioned beneath in the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being imperfect, and in thy book were all my members written, which day by day were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How dear are thy counsels unto me, O God! Oh, how great is the sum of them! If I tell them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake up, I am present with thee. Wilt thou not slay the wicked, O God? Depart from me, ye bloodthirsty men, for they speak unrighteously against thee, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? Yea, I hate them right sore, even as though they were mine enemies. Try me, O God, and seek the ground of my heart. Prove me and examine my thoughts. Look well if there be any way of wickedness in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall world without end. Amen. Here we begin at the twelfth chapter of the fifth book of Moses, called Deuteronomy. These are the statutes and judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye live upon the earth. Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains and upon the hills and under every green tree. And ye shall overthrow their altars and break their pillars and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. 
ye shall not do so unto the Lord your God, but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation, shall ye seek, and thither thou shalt come. And thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings, and your sacrifices, and your tithes, and heave offerings of your hand, and your vows, and your freewill offerings, and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks. And there ye shall eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all that ye put your hand unto, ye and your households, wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Ye shall not do after all the things that we do here this day, every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. For ye are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God giveth you. But when ye go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about, so that ye dwell in safety, then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. Thither shall ye bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and the heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice vows which ye vow unto the Lord. And ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God, ye and your sons and your daughters, and your men servants and your maidservants, and the Levite that is within your gates, for as much as he hath no part nor inheritance with you. Take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest, but in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of thy tribes. There thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. The unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. Only ye shall not eat the blood, ye shall pour it upon the water as earth. Thou mayest not eat within thy gates the tithe of thy corn, or of thy wine, or of thy oil, or the firstlings of thy herds, or of thy flock, nor any of thy vows which thou vowest, nor thy freewill offerings or heave offerings of thine hand. But thou must eat them before the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou and thy son and thy daughter, and thy manservant and thy maidservant, and the Levite that is within thy gates. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God in all that thou puttest thine hands unto. Take heed to thyself that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou livest upon the earth. When the Lord thy God shall enlarge thy border, as he hath promised thee, and thou shalt say, I will eat flesh, because thy soul longeth to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. If the place which the Lord thy God hath chosen to put his name there be too far from thee, then thou shalt kill of thy herd and of thy flock, which the Lord hath given thee, as I have commanded thee, and thou shalt eat in thy gates whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. Even as the roebuck and the heart is eaten, so thou shalt eat them. The unclean and the clean shall eat of them alike. Only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and thou mayest not eat the life with the flesh. Thou shalt not eat it, thou shalt pour it upon the earth as water. 
Thou shalt not eat it, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee, when thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Only thy holy things which thou hast, and thy vows thou shalt take, and go unto the place which the Lord shall choose. And thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood, upon the altar of the Lord thy God. And the blood of thy sacrifices shall be poured out upon the altar of the Lord thy God, and thou shalt eat the flesh. Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. When the Lord thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them and dwellest in their land, take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hateth have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. He ran it the first lesson. The joining of the day on page six. Bye-bye.
may have grace to maintain these liberties in righteousness and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. The order of the Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242, the Book of Common Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, under whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have another God's but me. Thou shalt not make to thyself any given image, for the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord by God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. The Lord have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep his law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work. Thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and our hearts keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Governor, whose glory...
world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States and to all in authority, both wisdom and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The Collect Epistle and Gospel appointed for the Sunday after Ascension Day begin on page 153 of the Book of Common Bread. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, who has exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph under thy kingdom in heaven, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thy Holy Ghost to comfort us, and exalt us under the same place whither our Savior Christ is gone before, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of the first Peter, beginning at the seventh verse. The end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Here endeth the epistle.
will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And he also shall bear witness, because he hath been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them.
to distribute as he sees fit. God bless you all. And please join us in the creed and they go back to your seat. Join me in the Nicene Creed, found on page 246.
for the relief of the poor, the strengthening of our resolve against sin, and for a remembrance of our Lord's death and passion. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The end of all things is at hand. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. The Apostle Peter wrote those words 2,000 years ago to a group of men and women he calls the elect exiles of the dispersion, strangers and pilgrims. Again and again, the Apostle draws our attention to the vast changes which have come to the universe, upheavals to the kingdoms of death, which necessitate a radical reshaping of how we see ourselves, our families, and the purpose and meaning of life. To be a Gentile in Peter's day was to hold tightly a large, interconnected set of religious, political, and familial traditions which bound humanity together in a kind of peace. A peace somewhat akin to holding a praying rope while a tornado bears down on you, but a kind of peace, a comfort. We talk a lot about what Christ gives us, what Christ brings to us, things like eternal life, peace with our Creator, true love. But what we don't talk about enough is what Christ robs from us, what He takes away. The Incarnation, God the Son becoming man has burned to the ground all the goals and plans and cherished beliefs of fallen angels and men. Christ has burned them to the earth and salted the ground before our eyes. Some examples. We, we say we want to live forever. God says, first we must die every day. We say we want a powerful leader to defeat our enemies. God says, follow a crucified carpenter. We say we want peace and comfort. God says, true peace will be found in sacrifice. True comfort through the Holy Spirit burning the evil out of us with fire. Yeah. Irenaeus writing in the A.B. 100s, announced to the world that Christ has disenchanted the world. I love the way he says that. In effect, that Christ has robbed wood nymphs and river fairies and mountain trolls and Jersey devils and Zeus and Horus and Isis and Odin of all their power over us. Gone. His point is that Christianity is not a religion for the superstitious. It is the cure for the superstitious nonsense humans cling to because we're afraid. In the same way, Peter can tell us to abandon the superstitions and lies of the non-believers who surround us because we aren't desperately searching for the meaning of life anymore. We aren't walking in the dark woods, scared of what might jump out of us in the shadows. No. He tells us the end of all things is at hand. Or put another way, 
The purpose of everything has been revealed in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We find that the eternal life of the Trinity has now been placed on the scales of life. And Peter asks us, what then could we possibly add to the other side of the scale which could outweigh this new reality revealed to us by God on a cross and man walking out of the defeated tomb? The very meaning of words like fulfillment and joy and happiness, they take on entirely new meanings when we see the possibilities of eternity laid out before us in real time by the God who loved. If then, the fallen world has been robbed of its power to make us afraid, what of its power to comfort us? Robbed. Gone. Peter does not say today, be self-controlled and sober-minded so you can go to the right college, get the right job, make more money than that jerk you knew in high school, find a soulmate or two or three or four, work, retire, die, and be forgotten. It's not how the words goes. He doesn't even say, be self-controlled and sober-minded so you can find comfort in good works and self-righteousness. We are told by St. Paul and St. John and St. Peter to wake up and realize where we are in the history of the world. A world whose normal has been upended forever by Christ's cross and empty tomb. And within this new normal, we must focus our lives on prayer, sacrificial love, hospitality, and divine service. Through the gifts, our Creator and Savior has graciously allowed us to be stewards over. Why these things? Why? But we find that if we want resurrection, if we want new life, citizenship in the heaven above, we want that. We must follow the only man to have experienced. We must follow him to our own cross, while being assaulted by our enemies and friends. The sublime and terrible truth of the Christian calling, something Jesus warns us about today in the Gospel, that calling will cause the world to hate us for sacrificing ourselves for prayer, sacrificial love, hospitality, and divine service. Don't get me wrong. We face a clever enemy, and the fallen world has established all sorts of ways to promote self-righteousness and funnel human guilt into the false absolution of charity that promotes us, right? And for example, Apple, the corporation, they routinely send out press releases loudly proclaiming the millions and millions of dollars given to various charities every year. Where did that money come from? That money was earned by building its devices with exploited Chinese workers and mining its raw materials through markets saturated with 
networks of African child slaves. In a fair world, they would be the villains. Right? But in this fallen world, we're told to pretend they're the good guys. What we find, what Peter wants us to see, what the whole Testament wants us to see, is that absent our union with the living God, established through word and sacrament by faith, good works always turn into weapons ready for the hands of our enemy. Now, God, of course, can still bring good from them. Those millions of dollars can help people. We aren't strong enough to subvert the ultimate purposes of God. But we are certainly strong enough to wound ourselves and those around us by seeking the comfort of the world over the comforter, the Holy Spirit's call to prayer, sacrificial love, hospitality, and divine service. We must ask ourselves how much pain has come from sincere, earnest people trying their best for an evil cause. Most of it? All of it, maybe. How much pain have we caused ourselves and others by following comforting lives Christ has already robbed of their power? Now I ask this question not to make us all feel bad, because frankly, it doesn't matter if we feel bad. What real value, what concrete reality is made true by our feelings? Nothing. Right? Because here lies one more way that the world has taught us to make this church and her world-saving mission all about us. It's just one more way to make us and our feelings the most important thing in the world, which is really just the reverberations of Genesis 3. I'm God, so my feelings make reality. What I want is reality. Which is all false. No, that's true. Right, jump off your roof. Please don't. But immediately find out you're not God. Simpler, stub your toe. Also a good way to find out you're not God. But we're taught this inward turn perspective. This inward perspective is, quite frankly, our human madness. But it is a madness revealed and healed by Christ. Right? As Peter writes, you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundations of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through you are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. In light of this historical death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, where else the apostle demands would anyone place their faith and hope? But the Apostle does know us pretty well, and that's why this first letter has four more chapters, right? Does it end with chapter one? He knows we will try and place our faith and hope in our own strength and beauty or 
material things, or even the embrace of another fallen creature. Not because we are snarling beasts, but because we crave peace and comfort, and thus become beasts in the death struggle for a peace which can only come from God. A peace which passeth all understanding, because it is a true peace, the true setting right of all things, which we can only trust God to provide. And so we are called to acts of prayer and sacrificial love, hospitality and divine service, not because these save us, but because they show us and the world who has saved us. These defiant acts of divine, loving obedience unite us with our ascended Savior, who even now presents his body and blood as a sacrifice for us in the heavenly court. Christ does that so we can humbly present the sacrifice of our redeemed hearts to the rusty thrones of the world's fading powers. They may spit on our sacrifice. They may call us fools and zealots. But we will welcome the chance to share in the suffering of Christ, that we may also share in his glory. As the fisherman, turned apostle, turned traitor, turned crucified martyr, says today, the end of all things is at hand. The purpose of life has been revealed in Jesus Christ. May our lives be a thankful working out of this cruciform calling until we too ascend to the throne room of heavenly grace, a place where we will be strangers and exiles never again. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Please join me in hymn 156.
on page 250. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men. We humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations, and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we must humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants to impart this life and thy faith and fear beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The exhortation is found on page 255 of the Book of Common Prayer. Dearly beloved in the Lord, he that find to come to the holy communion of the body and blood of our Savior Christ, must consider how St. Paul exhorted all persons diligently to prove and examine themselves before they preserve to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For as the benefit is great, it with a true, penitent heart and lively faith we receive that holy sacrament. But then we spiritually 
Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn and live, have mercy upon us, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the comfortable words our Savior Christ has, and all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all you that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that he acted all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For also in St. Paul said, this is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also in St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right, and all bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy,
do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thee, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a whole, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue every perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood whom the same night that he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he brake it. And gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me.
understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Please join me in the hymn for 100.